just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home News Radio 840 WHS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you. For the next half hour, we've got some unbelievably wild questions over the next half hour. So stay tuned, strap in, and let's get to it. Joining us on this show is Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial. You can reach Randy, and he's in his war room as of this moment, 6450736. I'll tell you who came up with that slogan in just a moment. So thank you, Randy, for being here. Also, Lee Harris, legal counsel, limestone title, and escrow. She is not only a great resource for buyers and sellers, but also for real estate agents because she used to be legal counsel for the Louisville Real Estate or the Kentucky Real Estate Commission. So welcome to you, Lee. And back by popular demand, the guy who came up with the war room uh, moniker for Randy Rock. Always a war room. My son Greg, who's back, and uh, so we're thrilled to have everybody. Randy's, Randy's in there finding these these amazing uh, programs that make uh, rates not seem so bad for people who ah. can shake. So that's that's you know he's always in the yes. world figuring stuff out for us. And so there's a question on that coming up. So we'll talk about that in a few seconds there, Randy. But let's let's get to the first question to uh, to lead. Listen carefully, and Randy, you'll want to listen to this as well because this by no means was um, Swan involved in this, but you are going to shake your head. Timmy sent us an email. He was supposed to close on his house this past Wednesday, and either the buyer or the seller's agent sent the inspection report and or the repair request to the mortgage company. Uh, uh, Right? We all know what that means. The report showed that the house needed a new roof. The underwriters for the mortgage company said they were not going to close unless a roof was being put on the house. Now, remember, this all happened on the same day that the house was supposed to sell or close, and the same day Timmy was supposed to be moving into the house. So everything is on hold, and Timmy is scrambling to have a roof put on the house. Now, here's where it gets uh, interesting, and Lee, this is where we need your advice. Okay. The seller is willing to pay $11,000 of the roof, but there's another $3,000 that needs to be paid, and the seller wants Timmy as the buyer to come up with the $3,000. But mm. Timmy is worried, how does he protect himself if the home doesn't close? He doesn't want to be out the three grand. Suggestions, Lee Harris. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, well, Timmy, uh, I agree with you that, that that can be scary to put money into a property before you actually have title to it. Uh, but contracts can work very well. Uh, what you could do is make a contract with the seller, they're going to put in 11. You're going to put in three. Uh, if the property does not close, then you will have a lien on that property for for whatever amount you put in. Therefore, if they sell it down the line, which they probably, if it's for sale and yours doesn't close for some reason, they'll probably sell it again. Then your lien can be in the chain of title and, and you'll get paid. Or you can just get paid off the contract. That's a great suggestion. And when I, when I read this, I sent back uh, an email telling uh, Timmy to contact his closing attorney or the closing attorney they get their advice and then have them draw it up which would be the proper thing it wasn't limestone unfortunately because when you'd have the expertise of lee harris and everybody else who's great over there so good lee okay contract that works okay randy uh, in the war room richard uh has an interesting problem the lender inputted richard's information and let's just say richard's age in reality, is 30. Greg, get a load of this. You're going to love this. So 
when they went to uh, get ready to close and put, produce the doc, documentation, Richard said his lender's information on the computer supposedly changed to make it as if Richard was born in 2019, making him three years old. Uh-huh. <laughs> so does that ever happen? I mean, does computer, how can computer information just change randomly? I don't Dude, understand I, that. You, uh, the, you know, I guess anything's possible, but I've yeah. not heard that before. On, no. on, on a random, on a random topic of that nature, I just yeah. had with the Pennsylvania Turnpike and Toyota Financial. If anybody can help me out there who knows how to fix this, <laughs> I got hit with a packet of about 13 tolls from different Toyotas that were leased through Toyota Financial with Kentucky plates in Pennsylvania all on the same date. There was some glitch in their system. I wasn't in Pennsylvania. My car was here. Wow. Uh, I have a Toyota, but it, I got all the bills. And when I yeah. called, everyone was like, there must have been a glitch in the system where you, Toyota Financial, was sending all, wow. uh, they were just going, I, I'm not financially liable, but they right. were, it was just some weird mailing. Be, odd hopefully, thing. hopefully it doesn't affect you. I'm, I'm following up with it. It just happened. But, so. and then that's a good tie in because then there is computer problems. And I guess yeah. that, but here's where the weird thing happens, Randy, and we're looking for help uh, on this. When the lender changed the birth date back to what it should have been, it dropped his credit score 50 points. Oh, I'll tell you what happened. What I think happened okay, is the loan officer put in, if that's the case, this is probably what happened. The loan officer put in the wrong date from the get-go, and he pulled the credit, uh-huh. and everything went through, went through, went through, and then all of a sudden, this this person is three years old. So then he put in the accurate information. Probably something came up on it, popped up on his credit that wasn't good, and it dropped his credit score by another 50 points. Wow. I'm told that the lender is doing a rapid rescore to try to get make it right. So we'll see what, right. what happens. Yeah. Right. How about that? It's amazing. Yeah, it's that's a what that's strange I world. Yeah. I would think that's a 99% chance that's exactly what happened. They just put in the wrong the the wrong birthday. Got it. And now they're trying to correct it. Well, yes. Blaming it on a computer glitch is the real Mm-mm. problem, right? Yeah. No. Yep. All right. Listen, if you want to see a rebroadcast of today's show, you can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's a redirect to our video version. And you could actually see what Lee and Randy and Greg and myself look like. But of course, Randy being in his war room, that's also very interesting. Back to the uh, questions we go again to our COVID show, which means write it in to us uh, via email. Send me an email, Bob at we Put the subject line radio question in the in the body of the email. Send me what the question is. Tommy writes us with the following one. He said years ago, he made a deal with a homeowner, Lee. Who call, who call Bill, and Lee, you are already aware of this because you were in the middle of the communications that was going on here. So Tommy agreed that he would make the payments for Bill on the mortgage, and that allowed him to move into the house and take care of it if Bill would put the deed in Tommy's name. Okay. Got it? All right. Yeah. I know it's complicated, but this is, this is our, our lives, folks. This is what we deal with every day. All of a sudden, Tommy was notified that Bill is filing for bankruptcy as Bill is trying to sell the house, and the bank is taking the home because it's an asset and still in Bill's name. So here's Tommy, who's been making these payments all along. It's a true story. And is his name, Tommy's name, is on the deed, but it, the mortgage is still in Bill's name, 
and Bill files for bankruptcy, and now the bank wants to take the house. So on the surface, it sounds crazy anyway, but let's start with um, with Lee. Is this just simply no one ever told Tommy you're doing something stupid? Does, you shouldn't be doing this? Right. Well, anytime someone's involved in making payments, such as a contract for deed or anything like that, or like his situation that he was negotiating there, where you don't actually have the title, but you're making payments, there's always this chance that the other person is is not going to act in accordance with your agreement, gonna go go broke and have to file bankruptcy or whatever, and it's going to affect your rights. So my, my advice would be not to make payments on any property until you have the deed, but if it becomes a necessity, um, you know, you want to do a pretty strong uh, background check, financial check on who you're dealing with. Well, remember, just to clarify this, Tommy was making payments for Bill, and Bill put the house in Tommy's name, but because Bill was still on the mortgage, and Randy come into this, Bill's Tommy should never have been making payments in Bill's name because of exactly what could happen. Bill could go belly up and they file for a foreclosure and take the house, even though Tommy's been making payments on it, right? Right. Yep. Well, I don't. I don't understand how there would be a foreclosure though, because you're you've made payments on the house. No, but it was the the ha the mortgage I, was in Bill's name. Oh, I know. But Tommy's making the payments on it. Right. So as long as Tommy's making the payments on, it, even though it's in Bill's name, as long as he made it directly to the company and didn't send them send them to Tommy, and, 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 and Bill's making the payments, I don't understand how that would go into foreclosure yeah. because you're you're update. You know, you, know. you got that reversed. I think what happened, Bill had some I'm financial sorry. problems. That's all right. I think Bill had some financial problems outside of the house. So he's filing for right. a foreclosure, but yet Tommy's making the payments. Bill's on the deed. Uh, well, Bill's transferred the deed to Tommy. Tommy's making the payments. It's it's a mess. It's a complete well, mess. And, and, and Lee, I think you'll agree with this. One uh, A lawyer that's very intelligent like you told me one time, possession is nine-tenths of the law. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I agree with it's pretty interesting if you really dive into that. We're going to move on because this is one of those that I don't think we're ever going to see resolved uh, easily. Bonnie is planning on living in her home three years and then moving to another city for a job. The six and a half and seven percent interest rates are scaring her. And she's wondering if there's a better option that would get her into a home at a lower mortgage rate. Now, yes. Greg, Greg alluded to this at the beginning of the show. So, Randy, what is the other option that? Uh, NMLS about? number 26362. So we can do a 321 buy down. It's paid, uh, it's uh, the seller pays uh, for the. Um, pays for it and when you're buying a house and basically so right now you're looking at right, right around a six and a half interest rate so the first year we started out at three and a half percent apr 3.9 second year 4.5 uh apr 4.9 third year uh 5.5 apr 5.9 and then you have a six and a half normal rate apr 6.9 so what 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 will happen though is this is where it gets interesting we have an option where we do a no closing cost refinance. And at any time when rates drop, which they will again, at any time we can refinance and no prepayment penalty on, on, uh, on the loan. So we can work out the math with them and go, okay, now you're at a 5.5. Yes, you're at a 4.5 this year, but then it's going to go up to 5.5 and 6.5. So let's go ahead and get you in a 30 year fixed. And then if rates drop again, we can do the same thing. No closing cost refinance. So, 
this is where we can absolutely help people right now is, and it's becoming very popular is the three, two, one buy down. And Bonnie, this takes you out of the problem of having a six and a half percent mortgage and drops it right down to 3%. So we'll give out Randy's number and information uh, for you in just a couple of minutes. Incidentally, if you'd like to see our reviews, you can go to uh, louisvillezillow.com. That'll give you our Zillow reviews or louisvillegoogle.com. That'll give our Google reviews. Now, it seems like everybody these days, Greg, you also went before you buy anything locally or even on the internet, like Amazon, you look at the reviews to see if, what the legitimacy of what you're buying is. Don't you agree? hundred uh, yeah. percent reviews, multiple reviews, multiple uh, different takes, whether it's uh, a project for the house or a simple electronic, you want, you want to, you want to hear as many people who have experienced that product or service and know that it's good for, and we've talked about it on the store on this show before, but uh, yeah. you know, don't just go, just don't go uh, without looking for that stuff. And that's why we easy to make it easy. Louisville Zillow or LouisvilleGoogle.com. All right. Uh, Lee, uh, Stefan and Tammy were buying a home with a heated pool. I have a feeling you've heard this before. At closing, they found on the closing disclosure that they were being charged some $10,000 for the propane that was left in mm. the tank in the heated pool. Nothing had ever been discussed about the propane fuel in the tank before and the contract or subsequently. And so both Stephen and Tammy said to the closing attorney that the fee needed to be taken off uh, the closing disclosure or they wouldn't close on the house. Were there any other options that you think they could or should have explored in your mind, Lee? Well, the first thing is there is a specific question on the Louisville contract about propane tanks. Are 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 you going to keep the tanks? Are you going to keep the propane? Is it going to be drained out uh, by the seller? All of that is is in the contract. So the first thing would have been to address the propane on any property that has it through the contract and agree up front. Mm-hmm. And if the buyer is going to have to pay more for that. Um, of course, at that point, when they're sitting at the closing table, the only other option would be at that point to negotiate with the seller and perhaps the seller, if he was going to lose his closing, you know, would be willing to capitulate and not either take the propane or not make them pay for it. But that's really, I mean, once you get down to the closing table, there's, you know, your options are few at that point. What if it's not addressed in the contract itself? It seems like the, uh, the seller is then responsible for the, the, the dollar figure of propane. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, if, if yeah. they're up until time of closing. Yes. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, hopefully that's uh, that's going to help Stephen and Tammy. They actually went ahead and ended up uh, agreeing uh, the seller to take the uh, cost of the propane off of their side of the cloaking disclosure. So Lee was right on target with what her suggestion was. We're going to take a break. When we come back, do you have a fireplace? Do you have a TV above that fireplace? If so, you want to pay really good attention to what I'm about to tell you. We'll take the break with us, of course, Lee Harris, legal counsel, limestone title and escrow. Uh, my uh, good friend, Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial. By the way, Lee's number, 649-7964. Randy's number, 6450736. My son, Greg, who uh, is our marketing photography, so much more, and who will have a lot to say about the TV over your fireplace. And you can reach me, yeah, Bob Sekoler. Uh, You can reach me anytime on my cell phone if you're looking to sell now or next year. Uh, or even buy, we've got agents ready to help you, and I'm ready to help you get your home on the market just to even to do a quick consult by phone, Zoom, or in person. 
You can reach me 376-5483. That's 376-5483. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. This is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-227. Want to buy a home but are afraid of interest rates being quoted? Swan Financial Home Loans can help you. Here's Randy Rocky. We know buyers want to purchase and we can help you with your interest rate. Swan has a 5-1 arm that can put your interest rate in the 5% range. Want another option? Visit 2-1 Buy Down where you have two points off the first year and one point off of the second year and then you go back to the normal interest rate. Certain restrictions may apply. Don't be afraid of today's interest rates. Swan Financial can help you. Call 645 0736-2473. You probably don't think you spend much time in your home's nasty crawl space, but you really do. That moldy air passes right through your floors and in your family's living area, causing allergies and more. Let Aqualock remove the mold and debris, disinfect your crawl space, and install an airtight barrier, giving you back a healthy home environment with clean, fresh air. It'll even pay for itself in 10 years with utility savings, and your floors will feel warmer in the winter. Call Aqualock today for your free inspection. 495-9450. People often think that real estate agents market and sell the same way, but they don't. I'm Barbara Corcoran and I've worked with the best agents throughout the country. Having a local real estate agent who offers great marketing and options to fit your needs is smart. In Louisville, the agents I trust and you should hire are Bob and Greg Sokola. If I were selling Louisville, Bob and Greg would be my guys. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sokola, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you till the top of the hour. Continuing with us, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. You can reach him. They do great jobs on getting loans closed. And now they've got this buy down, which seems like a no brainer. Uh, you can reach Randy at 6450736. Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone Title and Escrow, 6497964. My son, Greg, who does our marketing, photography, and so much more. And me, uh, Bob Sikulder, you can reach me to get to your home on the market now or in the future or to buy a house, 376-5483. All right, show of hands here on our YouTube channel. How many, or in radio too, how many have TVs over the fireplace? Yes, yes, I'm raising my hand. Lee doesn't raise her hand. Well, Billy writes in, he just bought one of those new 78-inch flat screen TVs on sale on Black Friday. And he'd like to hang it over the fireplace in the family room. Uh, but Billy is saying that his wife is afraid the heat from the fireplace will mess with it. Is it really a bad idea to mount a TV over a fireplace? I did some research, and here's what you need to know. And, Greg, let's talk about you. Have you had any problem with your TV? Oh, over it's, your funny, it's, funny, it's funny you say that, Bob. Yes. Um, uh-huh. I burned one. I burned one over the, the fireplace. You know, we, we built a home. Um, and as I always... I, you know, I'm a typical guy that doesn't like the design details. My wife loves that stuff. And a lot of times I have an argument over aesthetic versus practicality, uh-huh. right? And so we finished our our fireplace in our living room for aesthetic. Um, and 
We burned a TV because of that, and it wasn't oh, practical. It looked gorgeous, but we did not have the proper mantle spacing and disbursement of heat. Um, and so now I have a TV up there, and we don't use the fireplace, and we are modifying our <laughs> – we are building out and now modifying as we speak our mantle to accommodate so we don't do it again. There are ways to properly do it, but let's hear what the, the – No, the, so that is perfect information, <laughs> and I wasn't aware of that problem. So we yes. were just over at your house uh, – a week or so ago. It happened a while ago, and we got a new TV. This is like over a year ago, but uh, yeah. yeah, the heat definitely fried um, one of those uh-huh. nice fancy TVs. It was not fun. Well, you found out the hard way. Depending on the type of fireplace you have, it could be a mistake to hang your new flat screen TV there for the reasons that go beyond heat. It's not advisable to mount the TV because, as you have already found out, Greg, excess heat and electronics just don't mix. Above the fireplace is often warmer than the wall surfaces in your home, and a gas fireplace can generate 20,000 to 35,000 BTUs of heat per hour. Mm. To put that into perspective, it takes approximately 15,000 BTUs per hour to heat an entire 1,400-square-foot house during a typical New England winter. So heat rises, and what was happening, at least with yours, Greg, was that there was no mantle to deflect the heat. Now, even if you have a mantle, you still run the risk of the heat coming over the top of the mantle, maybe a wind, you know, some gust of from downblast from a fan. into the mantle the way I'm boxing it in to help push the heat out into the room. Um, We'll see how that goes. All right. They got to be turned on first. The only only good thing that you should do is get an electric fireplace that will ensure the fact that you will not have a burnt TV. But this is a really big warning to all of our listeners. And Greg already knows this. But what's funny, and in most cases, it, it is very dependent on the brand, what's inside, what materials are on the outside. I have an old uh, Vizio TV I bought for like 250 bucks, 55 uh-huh. years ago, like 10 plus years ago. It's one of those tanks. It's, it's you know, it could be better picture quality, but it's good. And I put that outside instead of buying one of those fancy outdoor TVs. Right. It still works. I put a little cover over it. And it's oh, it's above another fireplace, mantleless fireplace that we were going to put up, but we never, it's yeah. literally sitting underneath. And it has, it has, it has warped. The plastic underneath has warped, but the TV still, still works. Still works. Okay. So, <laughs> By <know>. the way, <laughs> I, I was one of those who spent a lot of money on an outdoor TV. Yeah. So uh, it's still working, but I also had another area outside where I want to put a TV. So yeah. I took a, a cheapy TV and put it out there. Yeah. It still works too. Just yeah. cover it. So yeah, you don't awesome. need to spend the extra money. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Randy, Cor- yeah, go ahead, Lee. The reason I didn't raise my hand is because my husband has a theory that your TV should be at eye level and not above the fireplace. I agree. Uh, I agree right. with that as well. The strain. Um, There's a lot of uh, a lot of talk about that, like Samsung frame TVs, the way they've got to be mounted. A lot of people yeah. like to mount them above fireplaces, but they are actually not good for viewing angle right. above, and you can't tilt them because they're framed, so you right. can't even get that viewing angle. So. Yeah, no, you're right. We should do a whole show on we mounting could. TV. Oh, I, I'm former Best Buy general manager. I could go, yeah, could uh, go, could go on it, yeah. and on and on. We move on. Let's move on. Here is a question for Randy Corey, saving up to buy his first home. He listens to us all the time, and he says he's wondering in this email, how do you know which mortgage option is right for you? This is a good question, Randy. What would you suggest for Corey? I think that we have a, a, a lot of different options. We have the three, two, one buy down. We have we're now with the seller really helping on closing costs. We have it where you can buy down one point and get a fixed rate. Um, 
there's adjustable rate of arm. So it, it, what we would have to do is look at his credit, uh, credit uh, evaluate how long he's going to be in the house and then put the best program together. Because now, yes, more than ever, used to it was very easy. It was the 30-year fix. They were in the twos. Uh, now there, there are more, a lot more uh, things that go into play with rates being up. Yep, it's a problem. And didn't I just see uh, rates obviously shifting, but didn't I just see the limits on conventional? Uh, yes. They got raised again, yeah? Up yes, seven, it's like no. 726, yeah, 726,000. Yeah, yes. So, you know. And yes. we should point out the Fed is making overtures that they're going to raise rates again next year weeks so well that's that you know they were too late coming in to yep. uh, uh with the inflation and now it's way overkill which is why i think we'll get some relief by march to april to may of next year in the fives because they they will stabilize rates and then and, I, and once they do that then long-term rates will come down yeah i mean you know with with thankfully it's happening with very low inventory when you think about there is still demand because there was such even with rates as low as they were, we were seeing floods. And granted, it has slowed down, um, and inventory has completely capped that. But at the same point, there are still, like, as, as much as we hear all of these doom and gloom, and I keep talking, you know, it sounds like, oh, they're raising the rates again. People are still moving. So if people, you yeah. know, if there are people who are on the fence about selling and need to sell but are kind of waiting, you never know, honestly, what's coming down the road. So I always say, you know, Rates adjusted, higher, lower. Yeah, you're buying power, but you know, for first-time home buyers, especially, you're still throwing away 100% of your money in rent, and you're paying somebody else's mortgage versus seeing mm-hmm. what your buying power is in the first place. Even if rates are higher, because you still should be out there looking if you want to start building equity in a home and wealth and all that kind of good stuff. It doesn't change just because the rates went up a little bit. Your yeah. strategy and buying power may have come down, but, but you won't be paying over less. multiple offers over the list price. Yes, that's, that's gotten better. So that's, that's a, gotten better. That's and I really, I really yeah. believe that three, two, one buy down is the way to go because oh, what yeah, you don't amazing. use, yeah, what you don't use on it, it goes back to principal reduction. When we do a refinance with no closing costs, it's it's an um, an amazing yeah. pro. And it, it would take too long to explain it on the program, but it's well, phenomenal. They can call you. We'll give your number out in just a second. Lee, this next question is for you. First, let me remind you that if you want to see what sellers are saying about us, you can actually see and hear it by going to Louisville Sellers talk.com or you can go to louisville buyers talk.com where buyers are talking about us all right lee i think we've got the last question for you here alan wrote us he's getting his home ready to sell and having some work done on both inside and outside he says that um he paid the full amount to the general contractor about seventeen thousand five hundred dollars but the general contractor has not paid the subcontractor for over three weeks the general contractor has ignored texts and calls and so the subcontractor stopped by the house to let alan know that they're going to file a lien against the house now alan's wondering what should he do lee harris what do you think okay well uh anybody who is a subcontractor or a you know who's done any kind of work like that on a property can file a lien uh proper notice and then the, that person has to perfect the lien within a certain time frame. So just to place the lead on there is not, it's not the end of the story, but if he does go for perfecting the lead, for example, the contractor doesn't pay it, you know, ever, then obviously the contractor owes that money. And so the owner can bring the contractor in that perfection case and maybe we, uh, be able to we, attack. We, lo- we lost your video. V. Re- repeat that. The, the, 
owner can do what to the sub to do the contractor? Could bring the the contractor into the the case to perfect the lien. And if the contractor has other properties or other monies coming in or, you know, anything like that, then once they are ruling, they can seek the money that way. Obviously, it's better if the contractor just pays it. Uh, but sometimes we know that people get you know, start robbing a Peter to pay Paul and, and, and somebody like Alan gets sort of caught in the middle. No kidding. All right. Well, thank you, Lee Harris. We appreciate that. We are out of time. Again, our thanks to Lee, who is a great person over at Limestone Title and Escrow. She's legal counsel. You can reach Lee directly at 649-7964. Also, we've got Randy Rocky. If you want to contact him about this new uh, 321 buy down, which is it sounds like a great program over at Swan, you can reach him at 6450736. My son Greg, who learned the hard way not to put a TV, flat screen TV, over the fireplace. Was it meant to be? That's not meant to be. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. It's funny that we brought up that topic today. I didn't realize that at the time. I, that's what I said. It's like, is it you knew? Is it I didn't you? know. No, I didn't. Anyway, uh, and you can reach me, Bob Sikora, if you're looking to sell. We would love to help you. Looking to buy, we can help you. Uh, if you just want to call, it's free. No obligation consult. Uh, call me anytime on my cell phone, day or night, weekends as well, 376-5483. We're out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.